life of a long-term multitasker. This is the Casually Profound series, where conversations create deeper connections with others and yourself, where every interaction is an opportunity to laugh, think, and feel fully, where magical moments happen spontaneously and abundantly. This series has discussions that transcend the surface level of what people do or who they are in the outer world. It aims to normalize thinking. I hope for all those engaged in this discussion, including myself, the guest, and especially you, the active listener, we stop and ponder on the ultimate question, who am I really? All while enjoying every second of it, of course. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Size Eyes podcast in a casually profound series. Today's guest and conversation partner, I'm speaking with Laveda Humphrey in beautiful Knowledge Perk Coffee in uh, Fort Mill, um, South Carolina. So excited to have you on um, to chat here. Um, so appreciate the time. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Thank you, Sai, so much. I appreciate it. Love it, love it. So quick background. Um, I met Laveda through a mutual introduction, uh, Lisa Stryker. So she herself was a mutual introduction to another coach, but um, we had a conversation on our podcast with Lisa and she introduced, I, I asked her who, you know, is another person that I could have another casual, profound conversation with. And she mentioned your name. So we connected for a little bit and here we are, first time meeting in person. So I'm excited to, to dig in. Yeah, it's good to be here. <laughs> so first thing we'll do is just kind of have a, I like to do a little gratitude exercise. So. Um, I'll kind of kick things off and, and we can share your thoughts as well and we'll go into a quick little visualization. So something I've been grateful for recently is the, the place that I live. Um, just having that space to be myself because I had never, so I live alone in a one, one bedroom apartment right now five minutes from work <laughs> and it's being able to come home and do what I want when I want with no distractions um, no other people there um, not in a negative way but just I get to focus on myself and if I want to hang out with people I can I can make plans afterwards whatever but having my own space um, has really afforded me the ability to to know myself more so I've been grateful for that for the last couple years I'm looking forward to, you know, if there's a time where I'm living with people, I'm going to look forward to that too. Right. But right now, I'm enjoying living by myself. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. good. Self-awareness is great, and sometimes we just need that space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about yourself? Anything that you've been grateful for? Yes. I am grateful for, especially this year, clarity. Clarity. I, I feel like uh, with everything going on, moving to Charlotte, and, you know, COVID, and just not really grounded, not feeling grounded, not really feeling like that life inside and just clarity and getting feeling like myself again and making some decisions based upon what do I want, what makes sense for me and not working from the inside out, like truly working from the inside out and what is my, what is, what is the framework for me, not not all external distractions moved away. So I'm very grateful to have that, 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 that level of grounding again. So I feel like I'm back. Love it. <laughs> We're I back. I feel like I'm back, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, from this attitude of gratitude, mm -hmm. would love to do a quick little visualization exercise okay. um, where we can close our eyes, take some deep breaths, and relax our minds, relax our body, and sink into the present moment, to be ourselves, to empty all our thoughts, 
so that inspiration may flow to us. Relaxing our body from the top of our head, all our shoulders, our arms, our chest, our waist, our legs, our feet, joints and muscles all relaxed. And from this place, let's imagine a wonderful conversation, one of the best conversations that we've both ever had conversation full of ideas shared, inspiration, being ourselves, clarity moments, and raising our overall energy as we continue with the rest of the day and the weekend. And soak in that moment for quick couple moments. And we can now return to Charlotte, North Carolina here and open our eyes. <laughs> I love that. Awesome, yeah. It's, uh, it's a nice way to just ground ourselves um, and get ready to start um, being ourselves as well. Yes. So, first question I wanted to ask Laveda is, who do others think Laveda Humphrey is? Ooh, that's a, that's a <laughs> profound question. Hence the podcast. Um, I think people think that I am this very courageous, fearless woman that just moving in the earth and just getting stuff done. And it is, I'm getting stuff done, but it's, it's, it's moving through it and really thinking through and having these conversations with myself. Of, okay, just, just keep moving, moving, just keep moving forward. So I think people think that I'm just this powerhouse which I am a powerhouse, but they think that like this, like I don't, like I'm fearless, and it's it's, it's not that, and, and it's, it's I, I deal with fears, and insecurities, and doubt, like everyone else, and it's and um, so that it's it's not the truth. Just know that. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, I guess what are those? Uh, help explain those let's say conversations with yourself when you say you know that's part of the truth in terms of you know you are, you are a powerhouse and the perception may be that you're you know getting things done um, but you, you know like anyone else we have our fears insecurities etc what are those conversations with yourself like okay so the 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 the, the negative self-talk is like can you really do this are you sure about this and you know, I'm an advocate on, like I speak a lot on the power of voice and you know, and I always have to say, okay, where's this energy coming from? What is the spirit? What, I may not be 100% confident, but I'm gonna push through this anyway. So it's always that, it's always this, um, I was actually interesting, I was at this uh, symposium this past week and one of the speakers said fear will follow you like a shadow and that just that that just kind of clung to me like it was like yeah it was just so clingy I'm like you're right fear fear is always there trying to talk to talk you out of it but I also realize um, our brains are not designed to have us moving forward it's designed to keep us safe and so since that's, that, that mechanism is there inside of us to keep us safe, it's like, it is, it's gonna be there, so you must might as well move forward. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now that's deep. Mm -hmm. 
what, what was the quote? Fear is. Fear, he said. Fear is. Is fear will walk with you like a shadow. Fear will not leave you. It will be mm. on your side like a shadow. So you might as well move with fear. You might as well move with. You might as well invite fear along with the ride, and and, and you know, um, you know, on your rear, on your, um, in your car, on that side mirror where it says objects in the mirror are closer <laughs> than they appear. You might as well just put fear in the back seat and let fear know you, you, you back seat driving and because objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. I'm moving forward. Mm. So, yeah. Man, that's that's deep because yeah, I've heard the analogy of of fear being like some dogs that are running at you mm. and our natural instinct is to run away. Mm-hmm. But that just invites the dog to chase us more yes. and it's that shadow that's chasing us all the time mm-hmm. but if we assert ourselves and be courageous whether we feel that inside but if we act courageous I think we can become that that courageous person that we hope to be right so and then yeah when we approach those dogs <laughs> then that's when we can yeah I'm courageous and that's maybe then when the dogs will be like, okay, I, I respect this person, yes. right? And it's like, okay, no, this is, you know, who's in charge here, mm-hmm. right? I'm in charge. Um, so is, how have, how have those conversations gone in terms of uh, the addressing those like fears of, of taking them head on and inviting them in? Is there any example of like, or here's the fear of this that's, that you've transcended, that you've overcome, or working towards that? Yeah, like, so there's so many layers to us, right? So there's, like, when I say layers, I mean, like, these voices around us, like, you know, like growing up, you know, you need, even as a kid, you know, you, you, you want to run outside without a coat, and your parents will say, put your coat on, you don't want to catch a cold. Well, who said I'm going to catch a cold, right? What if I'm just, my immune system is just so high, right? So I think part of that is you moving through it and understanding that fear is not going to leave you. Fear is, fear is there as a protective, you know, agent or what have you, but it's not. It's, 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 it's having those conversations and moving through them and understanding who said what and why is it there. Is this me? Is this a story I'm telling myself? Is this projected upon me? Did I see something, right? Or is it is it is it or is it just me being fearful of failure and being honest with myself and saying, you know what, I may fail, but what is failure? Just another direction. You just it's just a message. That's all what failure is like. So I really embrace that. Um, just the latter part of last year, I'm like, you know what, what is failure? Why Why do we instantly say, what if I fail? What if you succeed, right? What if you succeed? And what if it, and if it I mean, it's not, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> was it Steve Harvey? I think it was Steve Harvey, the comedian and um, um, radio host Steve Harvey said, you have succeeded 100% um, failure in your life. You have failed and you have lived 100% of that. Like you lived through it. So you might as well do it anyway. Mm. Mm-hmm. Man, all these quotes that you're dropping already in the first five minutes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just grabbing uh, the quotes from uh, people. Just, just, yeah. You're just starting. <laughs> Man, it's, yeah, the, um, I guess, yeah, one thing that I heard is what we're listening to was your um, TEDx talk. Mm. Um, found that on YouTube. Uh, oh, you found it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was... Thank you for that. Yeah, for sure. So um, it was about things like voice, identity, and power. Yes. So uh-huh. I, I love the message that you had in there that you wrote to yourself, if I remember correctly, of, of three words where you said, I am voice. I am powerful and I am a brand. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. So I was wondering if you can expand more on what that means to you. So for me, voice means allowing myself the freedom to show up as myself. No code switching. Um, I belong in every room that I 
desire to be in or invited in um, and allowing my voice agency right agency from being a woman from being a black woman from being a cis woman from being a wife a mother and an entrepreneur all of these spaces that's voice and the freedom to be and move in that space and say what I need to say and stuff that I want to say, right? There's a difference. Some things you need to say and then some things you want to say and having that freedom and owning my space in my, in my um, truth and integrity. That's what voice means to me. Um, it's, it's a vocal instrument and, and, and I'm going to use my instrument. It's my fingerprint. And I will not leave the world voiceless. <laughs> mm, love that. Mm -hmm. How did you go about finding that voice? So unpacking. So I call it, um, you either have people in your life who has been voices of impact who or injury. And unpacking the baggage. Like you have, like, just like you go on a trip, right? You pack and then you unpack, right? And really like who said what and what was that voice of impact? in my life and who were the voices of injury and what did I take out of that right and why is it still following me and, and do I believe it that's the challenge right there it's like is it my truth do I have I owned it as a truth or can I get rid of that right now and release that back to the space of where it came from Oh yeah, yeah. So I, I think when people say they need to find their voice, it's really un, unearthing it. It's unearthing your story. Yeah. Mm, that's deep. Mm -hmm. Is has has that self that unearthing process? Has that been a, a help help unpack that um, for us, for for myself, and for anyone listening about? that unearthing process, unpacking process of, was that a, a self-discovery? Was that with others? Was that, you know, what modes, you know, was that journaling? Was that just talking with, you know, other people who've maybe been those voices of impact or voices of injury? Mm -hmm. help, help unpack that here. Okay, oh, what a powerful question. Um, so it's been, it's been journaling. I'm a big person of prayer. And it's, it's, it's Stepping back, like going back, like what happened? You know, a lot of times people are like, well, you know, that person's shy or they never speak up. Well, why? What happened to you? Because you know you have a voice, right? You, you, what happened to you? And I just went back to my childhood, like all the things about me and what happened, like experiences, traumas, um, things that you thought like, hmm, that didn't impact me, but then underneath it shows up right as a trigger and just going back knowing your story and unearthing it and, and journaling like you know what you're not that you're not you're not that or um, that is not your life now or you're you're beyond that so it's it's all of that self-discovery mm. and it's also too I think um, the workplace. I mean, I had stuff going on in the workplace, so it was it was it's just a lot of unearthing. But once you once you hear you, like, oh, hey, girlfriend, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> oh man, that's that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. So once you hear you is and really unearth you and really understand who you are, your values, because a lot of time, a lot of that is values as well. You, 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 you end up into the space where you're like, mm, no, I have something to say. Yeah. Mm. And, and here it is. Yeah. Yeah, for me, one of the, like, it's, it's really about that when, when you say unearthing, the term that I um, correlate that with for myself is unlearning. Mm -hmm. Because it's where we've learned all these things as, as children, as adolescents, as young adults as adults it's all these things that have been systemized institutionalized and taught to us whether through school through the workplace through parents through our friends system whatever that is all these things that we're consciously and subconsciously learning all the time mm -hmm. 
and we don't know and right now there's so many inputs for us right. and it's, it's in this age of information I think we're going towards this age of processing an age of discernment mm, where like we're, we have all the information at our fingertips now and we can connect with anyone in the world essentially now it's like what are the most important things for me to learn what are the most important things for me to unlearn mm -hmm. and then I think the other category that we don't talk about is what are the things that we don't learn in the first place right because mm. if we learn something and it doesn't serve us then we don't have to spend that time and energy unlearning it mm -hmm. so if we can focus on all right i know what i don't want to learn if we have that intention of what we want to learn and what we don't want to learn we can align everything to the things that we do want to learn right and it's much more efficient time and energy usage there mm -hmm. yeah so so when you said um unearthing mm -hmm. that was just like you know, unlearning a lot of what I've learned through through school, like through grades, for example. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that unlearn, and it, it, it is it's true. Like we're voice printed, like in our cellular system, right? You don't even know it. Like certain things, it gets so deep and rooted in, and then you have to create a new. Um, cell like a new memory cellular memory is like mm. and so it gets so deep 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 inside of us that it's right you're learning unlearning and relearning hmm. and and hyper focus and when you really really yeah that hyper focus of what you want to know hmm. right mm -hmm. how so connecting the you know you finding more of your voice mm -hmm. How has that translated to your um, to entrepreneurship, to, okay. to business? Uh -huh. And if you want to give a little bit of background of where you are in terms of that and background there, okay. that can help give some context. Okay, so uh, right now I do. Um, I'm a I'm a speaker, a motivational speaker, and I'm a, a workplace trainer, a consultant. Um, from a framework of entrepreneurship. Like literally, you have to be very careful. So I've really gotten that. That's why the word clarity is what why I'm so grateful for. I've decided I was, I was, blo I'm blowing up my business right now, and I'm repositioning and pivoting, and I'm asking myself, what do you want to do? What do you love to do? And what is not serving you? And I realized that one area in my business, really, I didn't enjoy it. Like, I don't enjoy it. It's like energy draining. And I'm like, you know what? And I realized that's not my piece. That shouldn't be in my business. And I realized, you know what, let that go. And the moment I got that much clarity upon that, like, doors started open, right? Because I was putting energy in a space where there was no breath, right? There's no breath there. And I'm trying to blow into it and it's like it cannot, like it doesn't have the lungs and the capacity. But when I put energy in a space where I feel like this is what feels right, this is who I am, and this is the voice that keeps speaking inside of me, for this is the reason you were born or this is the reason, this is what you're supposed to do, things feel right. It feels like alignment. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you say that, the... Things that thing that pops into mind is how do you kind of distinguish the voice because mm -hmm. there's multiple voices in right, our heads, right? Right. So, what's your kind of process for, or how do you view it, and what's your process for distinguishing those voices that you want to listen to that serve you to move you towards that fear instead of away from it? What are those voices like, and how do you single them out? Mm -hmm. And do that's, that. That's a great question. You know what, Sai, I think my opinion, okay, so my framework, there are many voices and none of them are without significance, right? So the question is, who am I? What are my strengths? What are my talents? And from the framework of me 
realizing I'm good at this or I really enjoy this, but what do other people say? The same language, that, that's, a, that's really what people, we don't pay attention. Like I think because we live in a very um, resourceful world and very busy and there's a lot of things going on, I don't think we spend enough time listening to the same language that is being used and the words that keep coming back to us from people, strangers. Mm-hmm. That's th- those are not coincidences. Like no, this is that's that spirit and that energy that's trying to get you on your path. And a lot of times, and I will say this for me, I was building a business that looked like my girlfriend's because she was so far far along for me, you know, further ahead. And, and I'm looking like, why is this not working? And it dawned on me, that is not your path. Inwardly, that voice came to me. That's, that's my, in my spirit. That is not your path. But if you let that go and get back in line, in alignment of what you know for sure, you'll be okay. And I'm telling you, it's it's been working for me. It's been what is it, day 21 of, of 2023? Yeah. And it's been good. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I, uh, help expand that. Like, I'm, I'm noticing, um, like, I'm here with you. And um, the doors that opportunities that are opening up in um, my spiritual life, it has a lot of clarity there. The, my mm-hmm. prayer, my meditation, the things that once I let that peace go, it's like, hmm. Even more of my identity, I feel like, is being revealed and my space here in Charlotte right like what am I supposed to do here like I'm new but I feel like I'm, I'm starting to okay I may not know everything but I'm, I'm finding my my steps love that and, yeah mm-hmm. yeah the the point they made earlier about there are so many voices mm-hmm. of, of significance mm-hmm. and those voices to your point they can they can use the same words they can use different words but there's meaning behind those words mm-hmm. and for me it's finding the the words that resonate with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that inspire us that move us towards you know the person that we want to be um, and it's and it's not just the words themselves but for me so I have like a framework of there's there's our beliefs at our highest mm-hmm. level. We have our you know, beliefs about our career, about our relationships, about mm-hmm. whatever domains of our life. And then underneath those beliefs, underlying them are our assumed definitions mm-hmm. of those beliefs. So we, we have definitions of those beliefs. We, we use words to signify those beliefs and we have assumed definitions of those beliefs. And then underneath those even, I would say there's a level of, let's say, elasticity of that, which mm-hmm. means you know, how open-minded are we mm-hmm. or how closed-minded are we mm-hmm. to change those definitions, which will then change our beliefs. And I think you know, part of the reason why you know, we hear a lot of the same you know, vernacular in in business and with family with friends whatever it is we all have we I think we assume we have the same definitions of the words that we use but let's say we use the word love right right, right <laughs> you know right. how I perceive love is going to be different from how anyone else perceives it and ha- their own definitions right it's whether it's actions whether it's through um, you know whatever it is mm-hmm. so and really, I think understanding how open-minded we are mm-hmm. is really indicative of how we can change those definitions and how we can change our beliefs. Mm, I like that. That's deep. That's <laughs> kind of dope, too. Like, right, because we all, like, interpret things differently, right? But also, I think... Um, It's easier, it's easier to duplicate than to be an original, right? And I, and I think people are afraid to be an original because when you, be an origi- when you are an original, you're in your own lane. And um, 
thinking about this gentleman. He was, um, I forget his name, but he's, he was at the uh, symposium this past week. And he was talking about Dwayne, um, Dwayne Wade, the basketball. He retired now. Yeah. So um, this gentleman was from the Miami Heat um, management. And he was talking about Dwayne Wade. When remember when I don't know if you follow basketball, but yeah, when Dwayne Wade walked in with those like crop pants, and he said everyone like off court was like, oh look at Dwayne, like the players. But in the locker room, they was like, Dwayne, where you get that outfit from, right? And fingerprint. That was Dwayne's voice. That that right there was like voice, his clothing, right? So he made a statement through his clothes, like his attire. And I think people are afraid to be an you know original because it's easier. It's easy. It's easy to duplicate a business, right? Because it's successful. She's successful. I can, why can't I be successful? Or he's successful. But being an original and being who you are, like who you were predestined to be, the, for the reason you came to this planet to give, right? To leave your fingerprint, your words, your your vision, your ideas, your energy, your spirit, all of you. That's a whole nother level. Mm. That's a whole nother level. And I think we are um, copycats battling, right? And the, the, the originals, they, 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 they're, their spirits and their energy, they just flowing. They're in flow. And so that's, 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 that's the space I want to be. I want to be an original. Is, is that state of flow, is that something that you've been... We, we, when you when you said you first started your business, you mm -hmm. were trying to let's say emulate others mm -hmm. and their businesses. Mm -hmm. How has that process been like to transition from that state of you know copycat or mm -hmm. emulation mm -hmm. to finding your own voice and representing that voice in the way that you want to, finding that clarity? What was that process like? Um, great question. Uh, why am I in toil? Why am why does it feel like? this is not a flow, right? And the process for me is why are you, you don't have to be anything, like you're, 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 you're only, you're trying to fit in a space where you don't belong, you belong here. So that process is really deep introspection and what do I want and what works for me. And for me, Sai, I went back to the beginning. I went back to <clears throat> me being a little girl. What were the things that I used to say, right? What was the things that I said when I was a teenager? What were some of the things that I said in my 20s, 30s, 40s? What is these things that I've always called, like the, the clinging? And, and how come I haven't apprehended those things? And I just let the flow and I went back and I'm telling you the flow state when you really step into flow there's a you feel light right you feel like you're in this space of um, out, the word estity just comes to me but there's some essence like you're in your full essence you're in your full authority you're in your full power and I think um, we're not a lot of people we're not out here flowing like that like literally like I remember like literally um, coming into 2023 I said it's time to take these graveyard clothes off that was my language that I used right mm -hmm. not that I felt dead but I felt like I wasn't that my flow wasn't there right and I, and I needed to step into that flow and that's what I did and so it's been it's been challenging. So when you talk about the process, it's really you. It's you you against you. It's you looking in the mirror and saying, "Is this this is is this where I'm supposed to be? And this is what I'm supposed to be doing at this point in time in my life." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Mm -hmm. It's the when you say that the. A quote comes to mind of the more you persist, the, the, the more you resist, the more it persists. Mm -hmm. right? So when we're not in flow, it's like a, we're resisting. There's mm -hmm. this feeling of resistance, mm -hmm. right? And the, the way that I look at flow is, like, I love that word for me, like that state of flow. And I also use the word uh, 
balance mm. where that if we're in that state of flow that state of balance what that feeling is that essence is is so I, I, I have a I'm, I'm, I majored in math so I, I like mm -hmm. to quantify things okay um, so like a state of balance for me is that feeling of nothingness mm. feeling of zero uh, feeling of one where we're one with the universe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one with ourselves and a feeling of infinity where, where it's like you know infinite consciousness yeah right so when state of flow for me is when all we're nothing when time is still mm. when we are one with ourselves and when we are infinite as well so like if all those three are happening that's flow mm. <laughs> that's good i like that one with the universe one with yourself and there's where there's a zero that's that's good that's good <laughs> i like that love that mm -hmm. um well i so something i do in the middle of these conversations something we don't take enough time i think in normal conversations or in our life is to like take a take a break i think we're built to be productive and mm -hmm. you know trained mm -hmm. to you know hyper productivity and efficiency and all that i like to in these podcast conversations just take a quick 30 second one minute break just kind of reflect um, uh, that deep introspection at least for a moment here and then after that break here um, I want to let you ask me a question um, because I, I really believe that how people think and how people um, we know what their thoughts are are indicative through the questions that they ask in addition to any answers so after the pause I'll let you ask me a question and then we can keep the conversation going from there okay Anything come to mind? Yes, yes. So casually profound. My question to you, Sai, is how do you see the world through your eyes, through Sai's eyes? Ooh. <laughs> like, what, what, what is that? Man, how do I see the world through my eyes? Through your eyes. Great question. <laughs> I I see it through through a lens of I think one of them is balance what we just talked about mm -hmm. I think viewing it from a place of I think w what I dropped in there was a, about a uh, a quantifying background mm -hmm. of I like to bring the unquantifiable concepts and try to quantify them. Mm. So whether it's um, whether it's something like balance, right? How do I those feelings that we have of balance or whatever other words like love, like purpose, mm. our values, how do we use words? How do we use numbers? How do we use different frameworks to make them resonate with ourselves so I love so I see the world through frameworks mm -hmm. so and frameworks can be can be words can be numbers can be pictures whatever those are but I see them I see the world through those eyes so for example the the frameworks that we have around us the mental models that we have mm -hmm. are very limited mm where they are either 1D or 2D frameworks. So for example, a, a political spectrum, for example, 
is, is a 1D framework where it's just a line, right? It's like you got left on the right side, you got left on the left side, center, and then the right. Mm -hmm. And then even if you want to have a political quadrant, it's still only 2D, right? But what if we shape that into a 3D model, right? What if we thought about it in the sense of a sphere, for example? Mm -hmm. Then in that case, the far left, for example, in this political example, is not too different from the far right. Mm. And, but only because we think in a 2D framework are those on opposites, opposite ends. But if we wrap it around into a circle or into a sphere, then those are actually very similar to each other. If you kind of look at the policies and all their beliefs and ideologies, etc. And so same thing with other, um, other things, right? Like even a number line, for example, mm -hmm. is we think zero is on one end and infinity is on the other. But if we wrap it around, mm -hmm. zero just you know, goes in a circle, you know, starts at zero, one, two, three, four, counting numbers, et cetera, all the way to infinity. And we think that's different, but really when we're talking about balance, zero and infinity for me are the same. Ah. So it's, it's just really shaping really thinking about what we see and going beyond the 1D or 2D frameworks that we're learning mm -hmm. and unlearn those mm -hmm. and understand that those are only representations of what an actual 3D framework is or a 4D or a 5D if we, you know, understand that. So like, so to answer your question, I think in how to transcend the 1D and 2D frameworks that we have mm -hmm. and create my own frameworks that reconcile my beliefs and reconcile the world. Wow. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> you know what? I, so I process that as the researcher. Like you're constantly researching if it's if it to be an absolute or not. Like, right? It's like, hmm. Yeah. That's deep. <laughs> that is so deep. Right. So I mean, it's, yes, it's, research, you know, finding those, you know, data points, right? Like Steve Jobs said, mm -hmm. you can only connect the dots looking back. Right. So I'm just trying to collect as many dots as possible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then throughout the process, be more aware mm -hmm. and then connect those dots more intentionally. Mm -hmm. So that, that's kind of what I'm doing. So I guess on that point, what other dots have there been in your life that you've started to connect only recently that you didn't know those were, you know, those are like latent, for example, that those were, um, oh, like that memory or that experience now has helped shape become, helped uh, shape who I am today. Okay. Oh. Any, any dots like that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I have always been a very communicative person, like from little girl, like um, never, like I could, from a little girl, I just remember walking up and meeting strangers. It didn't matter race, age, like class, any of that. And um, I was always labeled like, oh my goodness, this girl is a talker. Or like, you know, I was given these nicknames, but it was always around my voice, always around my voice. So now that I'm connecting the dots and I really under, I'm really unraveling and understanding the power of voice and words and why I love to empower others through the power of the spoken word and speech and um, you know, motivating people through words, it all connects. This is, this is who I am. And so to resist that would, would be really to resist my destiny. And so I'm really starting to think in terms of purpose in a deep, at a deeper level and contributing to the world in that framework, right? I don't want to show up or work in a space because I find myself always in the space of For the furtherment, like the, the, the development and the pushing people forward, like personal and professional development. And so that's that's what I was brought here to do. And so connecting those dots, looking back, like you said, Steve Jobs, that has been like my eye opener. 
Mm. But you know what, Si? I've always known it, but you know what? Following another person's path or um, the suggestions of other and not trusting that inner voice within, it'll and it, it'll help you it'll help you self-sabotage yourself so yeah <laughs> no it's uh who, who are those other um so all those voices of significance mm-hmm. that you've mentioned previously mm-hmm. can you highlight some of those voices whether it's through you know people that you know directly mm-hmm. or let's say when you listen to or read their voice their, their voices in podcasts in videos in books etc who who has helped shape you and the, the impact that you want to make through your business? Mm. Okay, so who has helped shape me? I would say um, Maya Angelou. Um, because I, although her, she went through like a, a process like through her voice, I, I similar did that. Um, except I wasn't, um, I didn't go through the trauma she went through. I would say um, I really like uh, Mel Robbins. I really like her because I think she she shows up in like a male, right? Um, who has shaped me? Oprah has shaped me um, on many levels. I think not just because she's this very powerful woman, but I believe Oprah brings this breath and this death to um, community. I, I really do. I think she brings it to the community and she always wants to highlight someone else's voice and their story. And so I, I, that's, I think I kind of carry that with me because I'm, I'm constantly going to ask a person, like I find myself asking, so what's your story or what do you feel like sharing with me? So yeah, those are some of, and books, um, very spiritual person. Um, the word of God I read the Bible um, and you know I'm starting to get into um, biographies like autobiographies so I'm starting to read like just what shaped you so I'm reading right now um, Viola Davis's book Finding Me and I'm like "Mm, mmm okay so you, we think it's a straight path, but people go through. And so I'm like, or when I say go through, they go through some stuff. So these are some things that, and Will Smith, these are some things that are shaping me. Like shaping me and, and unlearning, relearning, and, and sitting and thinking in thought and asking myself, do I want to own that? Or do I want to release that? Mm, that's that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I, yeah. I was gonna say it's <laughs> the like finding. I would say I'm also a pretty spiritual person, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I've read um, like things that are more, let's say, business or professional type of stuff, mixing in like self-help, self-growth, mm-hmm. development. That's those sort of things. So in the past, those have been like kind of the two main buckets that I've mm-hmm. read in. And I'm also wanting to become more well-read in other genres, mm-hmm. other backgrounds, being more, I think being more aware mm-hmm. of, or being more intentional about what, who are the voices that I'm listening to and reading mm-hmm. about, right? So like, um, I think a couple years ago I read uh, I read the biography of Frederick Douglass, the autobiography of Frederick Douglass. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, it was, uh, it was an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could um, kind of hear, in addition to reading it, you can hear the, mm-hmm. um, the, the experiences that he must have gone through. Um, the, a, you know, autobiography of a, um, of a, of a mystic, of, of a guru. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, based in, you know, he was born in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, he had this amazing journey um, through India uh, or to India, essentially through Europe and like basically walked the entirety of Europe and the Middle East to all the way to India. Um, it's called Journey Home by, by Ratanath Swami. Mm-hmm. And so like understanding these, all these different voices um, 
has helped me, has helped shape me because I, I can really understand, all right, what is the one thing in that book or in that podcast that I listened to or read that, that I want to bring into my own mm-hmm. life and identity mm-hmm. and bring into my own voice, right? Because there's all these voices of significance that help me find my own voice, mm-hmm. right? So I think, I think through the, proce- the process of finding my own voice is the awareness and integration of all the other voices that we do here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, are we conscious enough to understand, all right, this voice I want to bring in, this voice I don't want to bring in. Exactly, yeah. And this person I want to listen to, uh, like yours. Um, oh, thank you. And other people, you know, on social media, for example, all right, like that's not serving me right now. Let me unfollow them. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a conscious decision I can make mm-hmm. that a lot of times I don't consciously make. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but a lot, I think a lot of other people don't. It's like, all right, follow. This this one's entertaining. This person's, you know, provides value. But then down the line, it doesn't serve you, right? So I think always finding that moments of clarity, finding those moments of alignment of who those voices are that are aligned with our purpose and mission. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And you're right. Because what I've come to discover, I'm doing my work with understanding the power of voice, is that voice is in everything. You cannot escape voice, right? Because a thought is a voice. And when for an entrepreneur or some, a creative or a podcaster, right, like you, <laughs> that thought was the voice that came to you and you created the podcast, right? So it's in everything. It's in our clothes, it's in our hair, it's the glasses you choose. It's voices in everything, and so you cannot escape it. And so understanding that one piece, that one framework, I think is, is, is beneficial to help guide individuals, people throughout the world and say, you know what, I don't, I don't think I want that that in my life, right? That voice. And you, you have that power to shut that down. And so it's, it's interesting that you would, you, would, you would like say that, you know, thinking about from it framework, these things from framework, that you have that much power. Like you've actually said that. So that's what I'm like getting out of this whole thing is like, wow, you, you studied math, but yet you, that, that study has helped you, that voice of math help you shape your world because every word shapes the world and that math and those numbers have helped shape something in your life so that's deep mm. mm-hmm. appreciate that yeah it's like the I guess like one thing that I'm improving and putting more in t- intention on recently has been my speaking ability mm-hmm. my communication mm-hmm. because I feel pretty confident let's say in my written communication uh-huh but my verbal communication, that's an area for improvement, whether in, you know, in this conversation or in like a presentation format mm-hmm. at work or in a workshop setting, right? How did you kind of go about that process of, you know, since a public speaker, right. right, of it helping inspire others? What was that growth process like, um, especially for, you know, someone on my end who's um, looking to become a, a public speaker mm-hmm. to become on to be on stages mm-hmm. and to inspire others. What was that process like for you to help not only find your voice but then to develop that voice to a point where it's almost automatic, automatically inspiring others? Ah, that's a good question. Two things. Um, so um, when I was a little girl, I had this. Um, I, f- I feel like it was divinely inspired upon me. Um, where I was seven years old and I and this is why I said you have to unpack and go back I knew um, it was just this one it was a month of July I, I like I remember it like it was yesterday like I can go I can see myself literally I had this divine impression that um, one day my voice will be heard I am a leader I heard those words. One day your voice, it was your voice will be heard. You are a leader. And my first public, I call it my first public speech was to my family because when I heard it, I accepted it. 
and I jumped up and I gave and I said one day my voice will be heard I am a leader so that just kind of permeated into the atmosphere but what has helped me as a public speaker is every day you're on stage cool. every day you're on stage so really Sai you are a public speaker right you podcast every day you're on stage and every day that stage is set for you to make a difference in somebody else's world not and your world the second um, thing that has helped me I come from a learning and development space so I was always presenting and that made it very easy for me to stand before crowds and what you don't know about me and what most people don't know and I don't know why it keeps coming out in Charlotte but I am a um, I'm licensed to minister the Word of God, so I, I, I haven't done it in a while, but I can stand before people, and so it made it very easy for me, not easy, I shouldn't say the word, because it, it wasn't in the beginning, but knowing that every day you're on stage, it helps me, and I think it'll help people if they, if they can take anything from this podcast is that, you know, how people say, I get so nervous in front of people, right? Mm -hmm. Those people say, I get so nervous. Kind of think about it like when you go into work, you're on stage, right? If you're having a conversation, you and I, you're on stage. And um, understand self-fulfilling prophecies as well. When people say, I'm not a great speaker. Well, you're not because you, you, you believe that you're not and you become that self-fulfilling prophecy. So just to walk away thinking that every day you're on stage, that's a whole nother level. That that will that will help you communicate at a different level because you have an audience. Mm, love that. Every day I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm on stage. It's right. I don't think it's a mindset that I, I necessarily have. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I like put intention towards it, I can be like, okay, yeah, it's. I need to focus on how I talk, mm-hmm. what message I'm wanting to communicate, what message I want, or what feeling I want the other the audience maybe just two people in the meeting to, to get, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I like, I have this, um, this framework that can help connect the dots for me and for anyone listening. It's like, um, because I think what you're essentially saying is when we feel comfortable, when it's in our comfort zone, when mm-hmm. speaking is in our comfort zone, when we view everything as public speaking, when we're on that stage all the time, mm-hmm. then when we're, let's say, physically on a stage or speaking to a larger audience mm-hmm. then we feel more comfortable there because right. we've, pract- we've been practicing every day you've been practicing every day right. every moment every moment <laughs> of the day um, you're on stage in a grocery store you're on stage right every day and something else a framework for me is listen to speakers listen to public like listen to those who are on the stage and get paid to speak right that's another way. They're not perfect. And so we're looking for perfection in speaking. They're not perfect, but they get on there confident, and that makes their, their, their message you know, powerful. So every day you're on stage. Every day I'm on stage. Every day, every day where on, everyone's on stage. We're on stage. <laughs> every day we're on stage. Love that. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any other, as we kind of wrap up here, mm-hmm. any other thoughts that come to mind, any other things um, well, I guess before we get that, I w- want to ask about, um, you said you got a lot of clarity coming into this new year. Mm-hmm. Any big plans that you want to share with with the world um, in terms of what 2023 may bring into your life oh. and what intentions you have there? Oh, wow. Ooh, I don't want to give it away. No, but I will say um, I will leave the people with this. unmute your voice you'll unmute your life if you unmute your voice you'll unmute your life and go through the welcoming and the reckoning with your voice and understand that you have a voice your voice is very powerful and that the world is waiting for you to wake up every day on your stage I want, I want people to know that, that every day they're on stage and they have something to offer to this world. 
amazing. Mm-hmm. But I am working on a project, but I, okay, yeah, it's well, just well, a, a little teeny a little, bit of it. A little teaser for the audience there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, is there, where can people find you um, in terms of if they want to work with you, connect with you? Mm-hmm. How do they get in touch? They can find me. I'm on LinkedIn under Leveda Humphrey. Um, you can go to my website at purerising.com. That's pure, like the word pure, rising, like .com or levatahumphrey.com. I'm on Instagram under Levada Humphrey. That's kind of like how you can find me. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you so much for this. For sure. This was an amazing, casually profound conversation. Dig into a lot of topics. Um, and for myself and for anyone listening, the world is a stage. Every day is a stage mm-hmm. to find our voice. Mm-hmm. So thank you again for being on the podcast, Laveda. This has been amazing and looking forward to chatting more in the future. Thank you for having me. Bye.